0: Hey guys, welcome to the Whole of Space Show, where we just talk about new possibilities for humanity and old theories about physics, quantum mechanics, and relativity. This show is all about space. So, if you ever wondered about the big black abyss up above our heads, you can listen to my show. It's, you, can learn, you can maybe learn a thing or two from me. This, so, this is the Whole of Space Show. Hey guys, it's me, Sean. Welcome to the Whole of Space Show, where we talk about new possibilities for humanity and old theories about quantum mechanics, physics, and relativity. Today is the Area 51. And everyone wants to know if aliens are real. Now, before one of humanity's greatest questions gets answered, we're going to talk about how can life how can life form on other planets? Well, in our solar system, no other planet in our solar system can um, harbor life. There are a few moons that could have the possibility of life, but we haven't searched them yet. So how do we figure out if there's any extraterrestrial life? Well, the answer's quite obvious for me, but not for you, because, you know, you haven't seen any of my episodes yet. So, before one of humanity's greatest questions get an- gets answered, are we alone? I'm going to talk about how life can form on other planets. So, life needs one key ingredient, water. Cause that's how life began here on earth. A bunch of asteroids rained down on earth and they were full of ice and that eventually made our oceans. So, So the first life on earth was bacteria. So if we want a planet with life it's got to have water. Water is important because it mixes things. It lets interesting chemistry happen, like life. So, before so good. We got a planet that can harbor life. It's got liquid water, but it also needs something else important, an atmosphere. Now, life has if you want a planet to harbor life or animals, your planet to be, vul- you want to your planet to be active, volcanically active. It needs to have volcanoes to pump out in the atmosphere, explode, and it needs to be like this for billions of years before Earth, can, or before a planet can have life. So, now you got a geologically active planet that's pumping out an atmosphere. It needs to have a magnetic field. So it needs to be big enough like Earth to have a magnetic field. Now that's important because certain stars like our sun let off something called solar radiation that's very deadly to life. So what the, what a magnetic field does is it protects us from solar radiation? And so is the atmosphere. So we so that's a very important thing along with water. So now you got a planet, a good planet, with water. Now bacteria counts life, but you want complex life. But give it t- give it some time, more like five billion years or so like that. The the bacteria will evolve into cells and and your planet will have just cells floating around in water and maybe one day, just one day, one hunter cell will eat another cell and instead of um, digesting the cell, it will protect the cell, giving it nutrients while the cell inside um, gives some nutrients back to the main cell. And later, every cell will do this, and it will form into fish, alien fish, or life. And, yeah, if you really want intelligent life, Get it, give it even more time. If no natural disasters happen, or no mass extinctions that aren't too deadly to to your planet's population of life, then you got yourself a a planet with life that could maybe one day harbor extraterrestrial life that's intelligent, like humans.
1: Now, as long as
0: this intelligent life doesn't destroy itself by carbon dioxide changing it, war, your civilization will turn into a type two civilization. Start to go to space. We are currently a type two civilization. We have built cities and we've discovered and we've conquered most of the planet. And we are starting to, and now that the world is changing, we're starting to go to space. But, but it's mostly being stopped by government conflicts. But if your civilization doesn't have a government, which it probably should have, but it keeps order somehow with um, its people, you're your civilization will eventually colonize its solar system. Now, solar system, I should have mentioned this at the beginning of the episode, the planet needs to be in the sun, in the solar system's habitable zone. We call your planet a Goldilocks zone. A Goldilocks planet. It's got to be in the Goldilocks zone. Now, the reason we call it that is, um, it, it's... If it's too close to the star, then it's too hot to harbor life. If it's too far away to the star, it's too cold to harbor life. But if it's in the middle, it's just right, like in the book. So, you got yourself a good plan. Once it colonizes its solar system, it will go further and further, eventually colonizing another solar system. Who knows? Maybe your complex life will be in the Milky Way. You might find Earth if if there really is aliens in Area Fifty One. Who knows what solar system they came from? Stay curious. This is the whole lot of spaceship signing off. Hey guys, welcome to the Whole Lot of Space Show where we explore new possibilities for humanity and old theories about quantum mechanics, physics, and relativity. Today, we're going to be talking about the beginning of the universe, the Big Bang. Now, some of you might not believe in this, but I'm going to talk about it anyway. It's okay if you don't believe in this. So, um,. A long, long time ago, before anything existed. Anything existed. I'm not talking about the dinosaurs like this before. Planets, galaxies, and all that existed. There was just particles. Just floating around. Floating around. Nothing special was happening until a bunch of particles were on a collision course, crashed together, and in like a millisecond of a millisecond of, like, almost an instant, the universe was created in a Big Bang. And this is what's called the Big Bang Theory. Now, a of particles just slamming together, creating tons of atoms, ejecting tons of matter out into space, mainly gas, and this is what will later form the stars, but it this era in the universe was very high, and it took billions of years for it to cool down, as it cooled down. Some of the gas started clumping together to form stars. And some of the matter that was ejected into space, that was formed into elements, materials. All the elements and all that. Later later these elements will would, would be pulled into the gravity of stars to make solar systems. But as the stars, um, got older, they, um, started to form into main sequences, which is our type of star. We have a main sequence star. That's what we're orbiting. And, yeah. That's how, um, that's how sources was formed. But, yeah, when all the stars were, when everything was cooled down, stars formed. Stars pulled, you know, rocks and stuff into the gravity, and created planets. Now, in this stage, a bunch of planets were battling for more mass. Well, not really. They are mainly crashing into each other, but to make it more interesting, I'm going to say that they were battling. So, battling for dominance, trying to be the biggest, well, not really, but... Yeah, they were trying to gain more mass. And this is how the Earth formed. In our always in our early solar system, a bunch of rocks bashed together until um, they started getting bigger and bigger and started to have gravity. Now later on in Earth's lifespan, in the in early solar systems, there's lots of planet collisions. Lots of colliding with planets. Now Earth collided with a planet. I know, I know, it might not seem true, but it didn't destroy Earth. Obviously we're standing on it now. Or sitting on it. But But here's the thing. When that planet collided with Earth, it created the moon. A bunch of debris was shot into the orbit of Earth, and then, all of a sudden, it, it, it all crashed together and formed the moon. But anyways, yeah, when solar systems start to form, hold on, thank you, hold on, okay. Thank you. Yeah, so after the solar system formed, a bunch of gas was left over from the RL universe. But as stars got older, they started to implode. And I know it sounds very science fiction, but it's true. As stars got older, they start to get bigger and start burning more of their fuel, which is, which is called nuclear fusion. They, um, they crash a bunch of atoms together, and that creates their fuel. But as they get bigger, their fuel is, is um, gets used more and more, more of it get keeps on getting used, and it starts using itself as fuel, and I'm doing a podcast. What? Um, can you wait for a second? Me Yeah, but can you wait until I'm done? Uh, I'm almost done. I'm recording right now, so. Can you go up there for a little bit? <laughs> Sorry about that, it's came in. Anyways, yeah, at this point, when the star blew up, if it, gra- it was a fight with atoms and gravity. Now, if gravity wins this fight before the star implodes, it will turn into a black hole. If the atoms win, then it will fuse into a neutron star, or a proton star. But we'll, we're going to talk about it later. I'm going to call it the lighthouse house of dinner. Anyways, after that happened, black holes started getting bigger and bigger as they consumed more mass. And then this, eventually, it started to, all, most stars started to get in the gravitational pull of these black holes, and so did the gas, and that later formed the galaxies. Now this video is seven minutes long, not really a video, but it's a yeah, that's how the universe formed, and that's how it is now today. take curious if you want more. If you want to learn more about space, come to me. This was the whole lot of space. Signing off.